0: Taking a Walk with Buzz
3: Knight. Steve Case, a pioneer for our generation. I'm Buzz Knight, the host of the Taking a Walk podcast. And our guest today went from founding his own lemonade juice stand to co founding AOL. He's now chairman and CEO of Revolution LLC, a DC based investment firm co founded in 2005, which focuses on building built to last businesses. He has a terrific new book, "The Rise of the Rest: How Entrepreneurs in Surprising Places Are Building the New American Dream." Welcome, Mr. Case, to Taking a Walk. Well, it's great to be with you. On previous episodes of Taking a Walk, we had on the uh, presidential historian Doris Kearns Goodwin, who amazes our listeners with her optimism in challenging times. I think when folks listen to you, they're also going to be fueled by your optimism. Who shaped your sense of optimism and building things that are uh,
2: central to people's lives? Well, I think I have the opportunity to spend a lot of time with entrepreneurs, and they're optimists. They have they see a problem, but they focus, focus on turning into a, an opportunity, and, and that's what I've been doing for more than a decade now, traveling around the country trying to Find entrepreneurs in cities that don't get a lot of attention, don't have a lot of you know, venture capital, and really you know, champion what they're, they're doing. And you know, I, I, when you're doing that, spending most of your day talking to entrepreneurs who are dreaming big dreams and, and then not just dreaming it but taking action to build it, it's hard not to be optimistic. How exhilarating for you
3: was it writing this book and identifying these uh, U.S. cities driving new innovation?
2: It was very exciting. We had spent a good part of the last decade traveling around by a bus. We've been doing these bus tours across America for and you know, visit over 40 cities, and we now have investments in 100 different cities. And I just realized that there are amazing things happening in cities all across the country, Atlanta, Detroit, Buffalo, Chicago, Richmond, you know, Chattanooga, Indianapolis, all kinds of cities. But most people don't really understand that. Of course, they know what's happening in Boston and where you are or in New York City or certainly San Francisco. The Silicon Valley area, they get more attention. But the entrepreneurs in the middle of the country generally don't get much attention. And so I realized it was a very optimistic story about what's happening in these communities, how communities are being renewed and by the new jobs that are being created. Uh, And, it's a hopeful story about the next chapter of America. The American story is over the last 250 years, you know, part of the reason we're the leader of the free world, we have the leading economy, that was the work of entrepreneurs, optimists who basically led the way in the agricultural revolution. And led the way in the industrial revolution and thankfully more recently have led the way in the in the technology revolution the digital revolution and we need to continue to lead the way and the best way to do that i think is to be backing entrepreneurs everywhere
3: did anything surprise you about the uh,
2: regionalization of entrepreneurship I think the big surprise, and it's again part of the reason I even wrote the book, is it's not just one or two or three cities that are on the rise as startup hubs. It's dozens of cities, and it's not just tech startups. It's a broad range of startups that really are reimagining the food industry and the healthcare industry and, and things like that. So it, it's it's much broader based in terms of the kind of innovations that are happening, as well as the, the dozens of cities where that innovation is is starting to starting to flourish, and that really was the surprise. I think. Most most people know there's a few cities that are that are you know getting more momentum, but most people do not know that there's a lot of things happening in, in dozens of cities. So I think most people reading this book will be surprised by, by the number of cities that are on the rise and will be surprised by the kind of entrepreneurs that are really reimagining some of these important aspects of our lives and the process disrupting some of the, the biggest industries in the world.
3: Let's talk about Detroit, an amazing one that you highlight there, one of my favorites. Um, How is Detroit doing these days as far as you can tell and maybe highlight a couple of things such as like Shinola that have been uh, real gems there?
2: Yeah, no, I was just here a couple of weeks. The uh, first stop on my book tour actually was, was Detroit. And the Detroit story is amazing. hundred years ago, in many ways, Detroit was Silicon Valley. It was the most innovative city in the country when the car, the automobile, was the hot technology of the day. And everybody wanted to move to Detroit and be part of that automobile revolution. And then the last half century it kind of lost its mojo. It kind of lost 60 percent of its population. And the year before we arrived on our Rise or Rest bus, which was about eight years ago, the city of Detroit went bankrupt. And it was a, you know, the downtown area was frankly kind of dangerous. Now, when I was there a couple of weeks ago, it, it's booming. The, the city is now filled with, with with startups. Now, we you mentioned Shinola, the company that we backed. Another one, StockX. Not, neither of those companies existed ten years ago. Both of them now have more than a thousand employees, and so you're just it shows you the power of these startups, these new companies, not just to innovate in terms of product and, and service, but also to really revitalize, renew the the cities they're operating in by creating you know new companies that create new jobs. So. I'm, I'm very excited about the, the story of what's now happening, sort of the renaissance of, of, of Detroit. And it's a great example of, of a rise of the Red City, which is why I kicked off the book talking about the, the story of Detroit, where, how, why it rose, why it fell, and why, it, why it's rising again.
3: What's the process at Revolution um, and how you vet for your seed fund for uh, these uh, uh, built-to-last built to and built-to-be-great companies?
2: Well we have different funds here. We have a growth fund and a venture fund and a and a seed fund. Our growth fund, for example, invested in one of the great Boston companies, DraftKings, which has scaled quite quite significantly. But in terms of our seed fund specifically, our rise of rest seed fund, uh, we partner with regional venture capitalists. So over the last decade, fourteen hundred new venture firms have started in these rise of rest cities. So we don't want to compete with them. We want to partner with them. So we co-invest with them, and they surface some of the best opportunities in their cities, and our team identifies which ones are the ones that really we think make sense to, uh, to invest in. And then we work with those entrepreneurs and those regional investors to try to create a, a rise-of-the-rest network that helps everybody be more successful. What do you make of the great resignation and quiet quitting?
3: Is this being sort of misrepresented in the press? Well, there's definitely been some of it. I think
2: uh, the pandemic has been a shake the snow globe moment for, for the world. And for a lot of people, a lot of families have kind of been rethinking how they want to live and where they want to live and how they want to work. And, and you know, the advent of more remote options and hybrid options, I think, creates a, a lot of flexibility that didn't exist uh, before. And some people did decide to, to do something else. Some people actually decide to leave a big city to go to a smaller city. Maybe they went back to some place they grew up or went to, to school at. And so there has been a a dispersion of talent. Uh, I think that bodes well for these these rise to the red cities. It gives, does give people more more uh, flexibility. But I think we're now moving from the great resignation to the great resort, where as more and more people do rethink where they want to live and and, and, and and how they want to work, I think that will result in even a continued migration. So some of these cities that have felt kind of left out and left behind, this, you know, the innovation economy was somewhere else It wasn't where they were, are starting to feel more optimistic about the, you know, the the future and hopefully this book will help inspire more people to be part of that more build this next chapter for america and do it in cities all across the country what did you learn when you were at procter and gamble that uh, still helps you today well, I was my first job out of college uh, over 40 years ago. Uh, it's a great company, and I, I enjoyed being in, in, in Cincinnati where they were headquartered. I learned a lot there about consumer research and, and so forth. The one thing I particularly learned that certainly helped us in the, in the early days of AOL is when Procter & Gamble launched a product, they get people free samples, like a free sample of a shampoo, with the idea that they might try it, like it, and buy the product. And as you might recall, with AOL, we were distributing our free trial disk fairly aggressively, saying, you know, give us a try. We'll let you have a month free uh, with, with the hope that most of the people who tried it for free would become paying, paying subscribers, and that's what ended up happening. Well, lastly, Steve, if a
3: lonely, struggling entrepreneur is uh, looking for hope and listening to this podcast, what
2: advice would you give them? Well, I'd start by by reading this book because I think it is a roadmap in terms of how to build companies for this next wave of, of innovation. I'd also say if you have an idea, you see a problem you want to solve, you think that could be turned into a business opportunity, go do it. And go do it now and do it from wherever you are. You don't shouldn't, shouldn't feel like you, if you're not in Silicon Valley, you know, where most of the money historically has been and most of the attention has been, you really don't have a shot. You have a shot anywhere in the country now and and over the next decade that will accelerate. I think that will result in a more inclusive innovation innovation economy. It will maximize the likelihood of America continuing to lead the way and also make it make sure that more people and more places feel part of the, the, the future and are helping to build the future. Steve, if this podcast project or
3: beyond that, we can help you with your Rise of the Rest mission, please reach out. And thank you for being on the Taking a Walk podcast. Thank you, Buzz. It was great being with you.
0: Taking a Walk with Buzz Night is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts,